Get ready to be dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another great episode of Days and Infused. I'm Latham Woodward, your host. Tonight, we are very fortunate to have Mike Glazer and Mary Jane Gibson of Weed and Grub Podcast, which I have had the pleasure of being on, and it was a lot of fun. Welcome, guys. Hello. Thanks for having us. Your voice sounds sweet and smooth. Like an NPR announcer. Tonight, we're having smooth jazz. <laughs> 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 well, it's it's really fun to hear you guys, and uh, you sound really happy tonight, which is fantastic. And um, I just wanted to start out the, the podcast here with my kind of signature question, and that is, what is your relationship to cannabis? And I like to hear a backstory about each of you and where cannabis entered your life and how it changed you. Mary Jane, you want to start us out? Sure thing. I'd love to. Thanks, Latham. Um, well, Mary Jane is my real name. I was named for uh, my great aunt. So uh, when I moved to New York City in 2003 or 2004, and I met the whole gang at High Times Magazine, I kind of fit right in um, because I also loved cannabis and they were covering cannabis culture. I was a performer at the time. I was acting full time and I started taking on some work for High Times as a copy editor just to make a little extra cash. And then I kind of just worked my way up as a writer at the magazine at the same time as I was learning about cannabis culture in New York City, which was pretty incredible. You know, it was underground, very underground at the time and very countercultural. So I got to experience, you know, smoking great East Coast sour diesel with some of the best people in the world right. in New York City. And, and, um, and that's, that's how I really came to know and love the, the plant. And, and of course, you were, what year was that? Back in the like early two thousands, yeah, yeah. I met I met High Times the High Times staff in two thousand three or two thousand four, I think, and then I ended up uh, taking on a full time position with High Times in twenty fourteen, and I left about a year and a half ago. So it was it was a good run. Yeah, and especially being in New York at that time when you know you could end up in Rikers Island for having a joint. I mean, my God, it was bizarre the treatment of yeah. people who use cannabis. For sure. So, I mean, many of my colleagues actually wrote under pen names because it was dangerous for them to visit grows and cover cannabis. Oh, gosh, that's awful. And Mike, <laughs> what's your relationship to cannabis? Where do you where do you get your 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 desires for cannabis? Um, well, it's inside me right now. <laughs> and it's been inside me every single day, mostly every single day since I was about 15 years old. Um, the only time I took a break was when I was playing uh, at a high level of roller hockey as a goalie where we did Olympic drug testing. So, uh, because it was, and still is federally illegal, it was a substance that I could not and did not want to, um, use, but otherwise, you know, it's been a big part of my life and it's helped me out not only personally and, you know, make me feel like a better version of myself, but also it's brought some really great friends into my life too, like Mary Jane. 
Right on. Now, for the listeners at home, I want everyone to know that Mike is actually a gold medalist goalie in roller hockey. Is that correct? Yeah. Thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. I read that in your bio. I was like, wow, another thing I did not know. (laughs) It was a wild time training at like the Olympic training centers and um, wearing our, you know, Team USA on my jersey. It was was a big honor and incredibly intense. That's amazing. I loved reading that today. Um, I wanted to also say, Mary Jane, I've been reading a lot of your writing and I am an English major. I've told you that before. And my dad is a journalist and you're a great writer. I'm, I love the way you write. So props to you because that's a very good skill to have in today's world. And so much of what we read on the internet today is not very good. It's not written very well. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Um, Thank you. I have a wonderful time covering canvas culture. There's, you know, so much to write about it, especially my favorite part of it, which is the intersection of entertainment and cannabis, you know, art, entertainment, and, and all of the awareness that the plant can bring to everything we do. So thank you. I have a great time writing about it. Yeah. You um, you really cover a lot of things. Uh, You're, you go across the panoply of subjects, you address many different things. And that really brings um, what I would call mainstreaming to cannabis. And that's, you know, part of our Shuggies mission is to get things mainstream, to have everyone embrace cannabis as part of their daily life and really look at incorporating cannabis into it rather than having it be on the sidelines, having it be shunned. My mission, and I think a lot of people's missions in the cannabis business at this point, is getting people off of prescription drugs and getting them into a more holistic way of dealing with issues and not taking a handful of drugs every day that you don't even know what's in there. Absolutely. I like to refer to cannabis as nature's Xanax. Um, (laughs) I really appreciate having moved to California. I had never really had the experience of being able to dial in my edibles experience. And so with low dose edibles, like Shuggies that are available now to be able to take, you know, a consistent amount of cannabis throughout the day to, you know, reduce anxiety and help me unwind at the end of the day is a truly incredible experience. And I'm so grateful to have it because before coming to California, I had never lived anywhere where I was really able to access cannabis that was, you know, lab tested and and low dose. It's pretty amazing. It makes a big difference, doesn't it? I mean, just in the way you go about your day, if you're not worried about that brownie you, you really like, and you want to have three bites of, but you know, that would be the worst thing you could possibly do. It's, it's great to have something uh, it's not just my product, it's other products out there that get you where you need to be and not freak you out. And I think it's for entry users, that's new users, new adopters, that's where they got to go. So if you're listening to this tonight and you're like, well, I don't really know if I'm going to do edibles, try something low dosage. It, it could change your life literally. And I think I've heard that from a lot of people that I'm around and mm-hmm. people who have decided to try cannabis finally in their life. Um, Let's go to something kind of funny. And Mike, I had never seen the sloth video. Oh, yeah. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And I'm not kidding because the reaction you had and the, the other young woman who was in it who, who had predicted a sloth, that was just mind-blowing. Uh, Emma. Her name's Emma. Emma. Yeah. And the guy who said he thought he was going to be um, Shamu. <laughs> and then he just looks over at the slot. He's like, oh. and so that's Brandon Bricks who was talking about Shamu. He was super funny. 
was yeah. a very funny guy. And, and you work with those people, all of them uh, occasionally or full time or what's your relationship with them? With, uh, well, with Emma and Brandon, they're still good friends and love smoking with them. But mm -hmm. with BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed had one of those moments uh, maybe about a year ago where they just kind of gutted the company and everybody who I was working with was let go or yeah. they moved on. So, you know, BuzzFeed is a different beast now. But when I was doing these videos for them, it was the most fun in the world. And, you know, they had an incredible team that let me get super high on their studio lot and then just be as funny as I could on camera. Like what can be better than that? Yeah, no, uh, I remember the purge at Buzzfeed cause I have a 18 year old daughter and she was a Buzzfeed addict. And then all of a sudden her content went away and she was like, what happened dad? Yeah. Yeah. It's really wild how, you know, it, it's unfortunate, but as far as I know, everybody who I was working with landed on their feet and some of them just transitioned right into television. So, oh, you know, wow. Yeah. Speaking of TV, you have a lot of credits on TV, a lot of shows. I noticed we're and getting there. Yeah. I got that blue check on Instagram. We're getting there. <laughs> Whoa. <Wow. laughs> Whoa. I didn't know I was with real celebrities tonight. That's wow, fantastic. Wow, wow. <laughs> and, <laughs> Um, so as far as being in Los Angeles goes, um, neither of you are natives, Angelina's correct. You both moved there. That's and, right. And do you feel like LA for me too? I'm a Northern California guy. I've been up and down the state my whole life though. Do you feel LA is kind of the national epicenter of, of cannabis right now? I, I totally feel that way. I think that the, the coolest thing about cannabis culture in some ways, and also uh, it's pro a problem in cannabis culture across the country is that it's, you know, state by state. So every cannabis legal state is its own kind of microclimate. And then within California, there's, you know, Northern versus Southern. And those are two different sort of like weird little different cannabis biomes. So I definitely feel like LA is the sort of like the heavyweight in the ring, but man, if you go to Washington State or Colorado, those those worlds are their own kind of big marijuana beasts. It's, oh, yeah. I don't know, it's pretty neat. I think that when New York comes online, that's also going to just lend a whole new interesting slant to the whole situation. Yeah, I think when uh, New York comes online fully, it's going to be yet another LA, New York kind of rivalry. That kind of thing will start again because their vibe is so, you know, it's really crazy. It's always going, you know, you've got to keep up and do things and it's, it's really different. And then it, it even reflects in summer culture out at the Hamptons, you know, it's like, keep up with everybody, you know, just for sure. And, and the, then out, out here, it's so mellow comparatively to a certain extent. Sure. And I, I think that, you know, my experience like smoking flower is that, you know, everyone here loves the cushions and the kind of like, like the strains that are a little more sedating. And in New York, I smoke sour diesel, which is, you know, gets you going. Right, 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 right. <laughs> well, I just spent the weekend seeing my daughter at University of Oregon. Shout out to you, Betsy, if you hear this. Um, and I went to some dispensaries over in Bend, Oregon. And um, way different vibe, way different vibe than either Northern California or Los Angeles. It was just... Um, very kind of holistic feeling. And they're like, you know, very touchy feely. It was like, Hey, what, what can we help you with? You want to sit down and talk about this? <laughs> it's like way, <laughs> way different, you know, but it was, it was refreshing to see that, you know, it's, it's just a different way of doing, doing things, which is cool. And that's the canvas world, right? 
For sure. I think also one of the things that's happening in Los Angeles, which is sort of natural for a city like L.A., is that the luxury brands are coming online. The sort of like premium priced cannabis is making more of an impact here than it would be in somewhere that's, you know, a little more rural, a little more chill. Yeah, there's not room for that really in the in the market in those places. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're going to take a quick break here. And then when we come back, we're going to be talking about where cannabis is going in general and where edibles are going. Um, their show is called Weed and Grub, and you're here on Dazed and Infused, and we'll be right back. We'll be back to Crave Your Sweet Tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's gonna make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on cannabisradio.com. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. It's time to hemp present. I am going to titillate your audio orifices with weekly radio rendezvous with some of the premier movers, shakers, and history makers of the cannabis community. Radio resident Hempo Sapien Vivian McPeak. I will be putting out a call to action on the issues of the day and putting your interests under the big lights as I provide cannabis commentary and weekly interviews that go straight for the nugular. Marijuana! Hemp presents only on Cannabis Radio. How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with Dazed and Infused. I'm Latham Woodward, your host, and we're with Mike Glazer and Mary Jane Gibson of Weed and Grub. Welcome, guys, again. Hi. Hello. Hello, we're back. Um, So I wanted to talk to you guys about where do you think cannabis culture is going in general. Like I used the term earlier mainstreaming, right? Are we going there? Is this happening or or will it be segmented by age and uh, maturity level? Let's say, let's use that word. What do you guys think? Well, one of the fastest growing sectors of cannabis consumers is actually uh, women in their forties, fifties and sixties, which I think is really exciting. My demographic. Yeah, they've got, the, they've got the power to choose for their household. They've got the dollars to spend. And in many cases, some of them are, you know, moving towards having the kids out of the house. And so they're excited to, you know, see what it's like to unwind with cannabis instead of with alcohol. And I just think that's super cool. And I think that, you know, it's just a, 
the stoner t- stereotype is going away because there is no one person that likes to use cannabis. You know, it really is everyone. It could be your grandma, it could be your teacher, it could be your librarian. It's it's absolutely everyone. So I'd, I'd love the ability to call my grandma a stoner. That would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I just, I think it's really exciting. I think it's something that brings everyone together, uh, you know, and it's now I think the intergenerational conversation is really opening up because that stigma is dissipating. So that's where I think it's going. I think it's just, you know, as it comes online and, and people start to talk about their use openly, that it's going to become a cornerstone instead of the center of the conversation. Yeah. Mike, where do you stand on it? Uh, Mary Jane is so good at speaking like this that I'm really happy to work with her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's my thing is I want to hear, I want to be out in public and really starting to hear older people well-dressed, not well-dressed, I don't care, but just older people talking about their experiences. I'm starting to hear little things, you know, oh, like my son brought me this or my daughter brought me this and it's really good. And have you ever tried it? And, you know, that kind of thing. And my mom, who's 80, has a bridge group and they're all asking me about it, which totally tripped me out. These guys are old timers, you know, just, it didn't occur to me that they'd want to do something, but I think their own doctors are starting to talk to them about alternatives, which is probably off the record, but I think it's a refreshing kind of take. And I I'm really stoked about that because cannabis has been maligned for far too long. Yeah. And in, in the case of, you know, my, my parents' generation too, I think they're starting to find the, you know, especially with like low dose edibles, they're, you know, finding relief from really simple things that they've been taking Advil for say, or, you know, things that you could just really replace with cannabis that, you know, is, is going to be much easier on your body. It becomes yeah. holistic. One thing for me personally, I'll just comment on this. I had, I was a big CBD kind of doubter, right? But I did recently start about four months ago taking some CBD from a, a great woman up in Malibu and has a company called, I think it's Beauty Pulse. And it's gotten me off of everything. Like I was on ibuprofen for like some back pain like three times a day. It's gone. Mm-hmm. I don't even use it anymore. Uh, you guys have experience with that? I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, I'm a big user of a pain spray topical that um, I wow. use on like a, my elbow. I have I have like a repetitive stress injury in my elbow and I use a cannabis spray for that. I use a low dose cannabis edible to um, in, instead of, you know, other prescriptions for my joints and aches and pains. It's yeah, it's fantastic. Tinctures, all sorts of options for pharmaceutical medicinal use. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. And I'm just happy more and more people are experiencing this and more people are making it. And it's not so exclusive anymore. And I'm also happy that the dispensaries are being super careful about bringing in good stuff into their facilities rather than the CVS version of CBD, which who knows where that comes from. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I love the tone of your voice there because the reality is I'm that kind of crap. It's starting to really piss me off. I mean, yeah, it, it ta- it's like every step forward we get, it makes us go three steps back. God bless you for saying that because no one is saying that. And, and I like to say it because it's it, all the hard work, all the guys like Steve D'Angelo and everybody else who worked so hard to get us where we are now, that's just pissing on it. You know, it just doesn't make sense to me. Absolutely. Well, something we talk about a lot too is how there's truly room for everybody in this industry, but the people that 
deserve to have room are the good people who are making great products who are, you know, doing it the correct way for the right reasons. Uh, yeah. And, and you also see the people who are doing CBD, especially the stuff like you see in Safeway or Vons or Rayleigh's or whatever. You see these things and you're like, you know, why do these, these entities feel that they can just jump in this easy way, this easy avenue and just say, oh, we're the same. We're, we're the easy cannabis companies. You know, you don't have to worry about getting high with us. Well, I don't even know what that is. It's crazy. So Mike, um, in the comedy world, when you're out on stage, I've noticed, you know, in a lot of uh, comedy venues, people seem to be pretty high. <laughs> the said, I, I love that. I mean, <laughs> people are really having a good time and it's not alcohol good time. It's, you know, which is, can be good and bad. I'm sure, you know, from the stage. Sure. Um, but I think that the, the happiness quotient within, you know, a comedy theater, when you've got people who are high, I think it's really cool. I watched a video or two of yours um, on stage and you can definitely tell people are smoking in the, in the parking lot before they came in. I think, do you like that? I'm, I mean, I, I love it because um, especially if I'm on the road and on tour, it's a very different demographic who comes out than the people here in LA. Right. But the same, the one thing that seems to be consistent is you see those people sharing an edible outside the theater to try and time it right for it to <laughs> kick in, you know, as soon as they get inside. Because at yeah. the end of the day too, uh, I'm just going to be straight up. Uh, for a lot of these venues, a two drink minimum Plus, if you want any food or anything, like it's a, it's an expensive promise to yourself to have a good time. But yeah. also if you can smoke a joint outside or have an edible, um, and then you still have that two drink minimum, hopefully you're hitting that sweet spot that you just want to be in to have a really great night out. Yeah. Are you seeing other comedians on the road, um, also embrace cannabis in a big way too? I mean, I, I know it's there already, but where, where are you seeing it? Are you seeing it everywhere? Basically? I'm, in every, I'm actually, every state. I mean, yes, in every state, but what's kind of exciting right now is that we're a little bit early to a lot of it. So as much as you would expect possibly every single comedian to maybe have a brand or maybe be um, a part of the cannabis community, a lot of them probably do consume, but they don't necessarily have merch and branding and things like that in place yet. Uh, mm -hmm. the way that like myself and some other people do. So it feels pretty good to be a little ahead of the curve and try and build the machine while also trying to get the word out in the right way. Now, I, I think I saw one of your videos where you were actually, I think, performing in Kentucky somewhere. And Oh my uh, God, is that still out there? I, I, well, I found it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, it, it, what's the reaction for people who obviously are not in states, they're very red, they're not, allowing cannabis, right? But yep. obviously, you know, people are doing it. What you can see is it constrained laughter is like when you, when you joke about weed and high, being high and this, or is it more like, man, finally someone's talking our language here. Yeah. That's such a good question because sometimes it really does start um, with people kind of looking at each other and being like, we want to laugh, but what are our neighbors going to think? Because that stigma is still out there. Right. But the, kind of beauty of it is that with like with new laws and bills being passed and with, I would say like wherever you stand on our government, there are still like local, 
like laws being passed that support cannabis. And so everybody's kind of easing up, even though they may not agree with it, mm-hmm. they can agree that it's out here and it's coming. And so let's have a good time. And it's kind of something I take a lot of pride in is being able to get those people who have their arms crossed and they're looking at their, you know, person they're on the date with, with and all of a sudden their arms are uncrossed and they're slouched and they're ribbing each other. And, you know, that's, it's the job, but it's also brings me a lot of joy to be able to get everybody to be on the same page like that. Well, that's, um, that's really pure. I like that. I like your take on, it. I think we talked about that in your studio when I was there is um, having a really pure open feeling about cannabis and how it is in your life and how it affects everyone. I think it's a, you can call it love, you can call it good wishes, you can call it good feelings, but I think that feeling is a good feeling. And I mean, I think that's where I go to cannabis. That's why I go to cannabis is so I want to feel good about me. I want to feel good about the people around me and always give people the benefit of the doubt, you know? Uh, Can we fist bump each other's screens right now? (laughs) Yeah, hold on. Great. Yeah, that's me. Okay. <laughs> so, awesome. Marianne, I, I don't want to leave you out of the conversation here about um, traveling. Obviously, you travel a lot, too. When you go to states that don't have um, cannabis, you know, legalized, what are you seeing? Um, are you seeing kind of a, an excitement like, oh, my gosh, it's coming. It's right around the corner. Where, where are you seeing people go mentally? Yeah, I think everyone's just ready for it to be legal yesterday. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's, it's exciting. There's a there's a vote in Congress tomorrow to deschedule it. And hopefully we'll be able to federalize, federally legalize it finally because I'm Canadian, you know, and yeah. it uh, is legal across the entire country of Canada. And, and that was um, that was a pretty big day, October 19th, 2018, when, you know, my hometown of St. John's, Newfoundland was the first place to sell federally legal cannabis. So everyone's ready for it. I think that um, I was just thinking about when Mike and I were in Alaska last year, how cool it was because we went up for a comedy festival in Anchorage and um, the house that we were put up in by the festival, the before you die festival, they housed us and set up this whole big bar and they had, you know, bottles of all sorts of, you know, vodka and tequila and everything. And everyone also got a swag bag full of, um, Alaskan cannabis treats. And at the end oh, of the fun. Week, the bar had not been touched. That's crazy. Every gram of weed had been smoked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let's just uh, take a quick break again. We'll be back with Mike and Mary Jane after this message. We'll be back to Crave Your Sweet Tooth with more Dazed and Infused right after this. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Candid. Captivating. Compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. 
Welcome Glad to Cannabis again. Comp. Okay. <laughs> you got me again. All right. You got me again. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. Ah! Hey, we did it. We did it. Welcome. I have the coolest guest today. You guys already know. The one and only Tommy Chong. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. How sweet it is. Dazed and Infused is back. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, we're back with Dazed and Infused, and we've got Mike Glazer and Mary Jane Gibson of Weed and Grub here. And now we're going to be talking about edibles, of course, and that's the name of the show here, Dazed and Infused, and where Mike and Mary Jane think the edible market is going. Mary Jane, what do you think? Where are we going taste-wise? I, I think that low-dose edibles are the wave of the future. I think there's just such a demand. I know that there are many patients who really want to have high dose edibles to treat their pain and other things. And I, I really uh, want to press for that to continue to be available on the market. But I think that for like the, the average consumer, they want to be able to buy a bottle of iced tea with a five milligram dose in it, or, you know, yeah. mix in a little bit of sugar in their coffee. with sure, five right. So I really believe that, um, edibles and flour are the wave of the future. I think that small batch flour, um, when you can get it and make your own edibles is a really neat way to go too. Mm-hmm. And, and just learning how to do that at home is, is kind of a cool experience. Learning how to cook with cannabis is one of my favorite things to do. Heck yeah. Um, so I think everyone, if they <laughs> have the opportunity to grow your own and make your own edibles, that's a, that's a really wonderful thing to do to be connected to the plant. But otherwise, yeah, I really believe that low-dose edibles are, are, the, are the next big thing. I like your point there. The connection with the plant is so important. And that's the one thing that people out there listening now, Grow a plant if you can. Try it. It's it. It's not that hard. Even if you fail the first time, you're going to get something out of it. And so try it. And that's my advice. Mike, what, what's your um, what's your telltale sign for the future within the edible space? Uh, I, I mean, yes, low dose. I'm pretty excited about the edibles technology that I haven't even thought about yet. You know, like it wasn't until the past handful of years that I even learned what a tincture was. And so I'm really thrilled just to see what comes next in the market that is kind of above and beyond what is anything I could imagine. And that's to, that to me is really exciting when technology and nature combined that that's kind of one of my biggest thrills. That's very sci-fi. I like that answer. Yeah. Nature (laughs) and technology come together. Um, okay. So just, you know, in, um, to finish up here, let's talk about a personal story, a funny story. I like to end this way where you both have perhaps something, little snippet. It didn't give you a lot of time to think about this, but maybe you do have something you'd like to share because I love 
the old kind of short seven second Cheech and Chong story. You know what I mean? I like that. <laughs> so Mary Jane, you want to start us out or Mike, you want to start us out? Sure. Sure. I'll go. Um, I was living in London and I was traveling to Dublin to spend Christmas with my family. My father had moved to Dublin and we were all meeting there. And a friend of mine, unbeknownst to me, tucked an eighth of weed into my bag before I left. And (laughs) I didn't know, but I crossed international borders with this delicious, stinky bud. And um, I opened up the front flap of my messenger bag when I got through customs in Ireland. And, um, and it was right there, like in a see-through pocket. (laughs) My gosh. That's uh, hilarious. Yeah. The blood in my veins ran cold, but I, I, uh, I made it. You made made it darling. You made it into Ireland. That's funny. I did. And I had a great Christmas. (laughs) I bet you did. Uh Uh, Mike, you got a short one for us. Oh, you know what I did like a week ago? I was trying to um, just smoke a quick roach. And um, I did that thing that maybe you've done, maybe you haven't, where I inhaled, but I lost traction with my (laughs) fingers and it just shot to the back of my throat. Classic. (laughs) Right? Classic. I've been in the game for a minute and still, you know, it happens to the best of us. Uh, that's old school, man. And that is straight up Cheech and Chong. I love that. So, <laughs> so um, I wanted to thank you both for being here today. It was great. And I look forward to seeing you both in the future. And I'll be in Los Angeles a lot. So I will look you up. And if anyone out there is looking for a great podcast, look up Weed and Grub. You guys have anything to uh, promote tonight? Sure. Um, thank you for having us. This has been awesome. If you want to check us out, we're available across all podcast platforms, Weed and Grub, or check us out on Instagram at Weed and Grub, or we got into South by Southwest on the cannabis. On, congratulations. Thank you. We were, uh, it's a huge honor. So if you're in Austin in March, we're going to be doing a live show directly from South by Southwest. Nice. If I'm there, I will look you up. Mary Jane, you have any writing you want to pimp tonight? I'm always uh, working on something. I've got a few great stories coming up. I'm working on a story for Rolling Stone right now. And um, yeah. Weed-centric? Weed-centric story? Yeah. I've been covering some cannabis culture for Rolling Stone. I just wrote about Lowell Cafe for them. Right on. And I'm working on another story right now. So yeah, really excited to be covering all of culture for, for a bunch of different places right now. Well, that's fantastic because I like your writing and I'd love to read anything you got out there. So that's it for today on Dazed and Infused. Again, thank you, Mike Glazer and Mary Jane Gibson of Weed and Grub Podcast for being here. If you want any further information about Shuggies, look us up at www.shuggies.com. Or if you want direct uh, info, just dial in info at shuggies.com. That's I-N-F-O at shuggies, S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon on Dazed and Infused. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.